archived audio, blogs, social media links, and more, all in one place. Log on at ronshowatl.com. The Ron Show on America One Radio. Uh, those of you familiar with the show know this is like the long segment, and I don't really have that one big thing to harp on for 14 or 15 minutes, however long I'm going to go in this segment. And you're like, thank God. Because <laughs> I've been in rare form today when it comes to just griping about uh, racial equity inside the city of Atlanta. The minority, majority city of Atlanta, right? And I'm having to I'm having to bring this up. The white guy having to bring it up. What's going on, man? Um, I don't know how many of you have been watching The Daily Show since Trevor Noah left, but they've kind of left the seat open. Maybe I should like ask for a week of that. I mean, it's only four days, right? How hard can that be? Uh, anyway, um, we've had D.L. Hughley. Um, this week, it is Chelsea Handler, who goes all in. I mean, up to the wrist <laughs> with Marjorie Taylor Greene. In other exciting news, Marjorie Taylor Greene, a.k.a. Capital Storming Barbie, hates her job, which is so funny because the rest of us also hate her having her job. <laughs> Becoming a member of Congress has made my life miserable. The nature of this job, it keeps members of Congress and senators in Washington so much of the time, mm. uh, too much of the time, to be honest with you, that, that we don't get to go home and spend more time with our families, our friends, um, and, you know, all in our district or maybe just be regular people. First of all, she's getting a divorce. Not her call either. And when has Marjorie Taylor Greene ever just been regular people? Anyway, let me roll the tape again. Sorry to interrupt. Because this job is so demanding, it's turned into practically year-round. Oh, no. First of all, you're not a regular person, you moron. <laughs> You're a congressperson because you campaigned and somehow won, which requires you to work year-round. I also don't want to work year-round, and that's why I don't. <laughs> oh, man. To quote Kim K for a second, <laughs> get your ass up and work. The point is, if you don't like being in Congress, then go work at Foot Locker, bitch. <laughs> but that's not even the worst part of what she said. This is. I have people come up to me and say crazy things to me um, out of the blue in public places um, mm. that they believe because they read it on the Internet. <laughs> well, if that's not the pot calling the kettle QAnon... <laughs> a hoax that the Clintons killed JFK Jr. Look. and that Jews are in charge of space lasers. But please, don't come at her with some crazy ideas. She might believe them. <laughs> anyway, moving along. <laughs> Chelsea Handler needs to have her own show on late night television again. And, you know, not on E, like a legit mainstream mass appeal network. I'm, I'm, over, I'm over Kimmel, I'm over Fallon. Uh, what is that thing that they air after Fallon uh, with the guy from SN? I'm over that too. Like, first of all, I don't stay up that late. So maybe she needs to be on earlier. And maybe network TV just needs to stop at 10 o'clock and give her a slot. Just saying. How ironic was it, by the way, that Marjorie Taylor Greene was complaining on video that 
people come up to her and say wild and crazy stuff. Like she believes wild and crazy stuff. Chelsea kind of went in on that. Well, if that isn't the pot calling the kettle QAnon, right? But listen to her. Listen to Marjorie Taylor Greene today, by the way. Uh, was this earlier today? She was uh, in a House hearing on illegal immigration. She's talking to a Border Patrol agent about MS-13 gangs. Like, she's on the ground there and knows anything about this. Listen to this, y'all. Again, this is Marjorie Taylor Greene, CrossFit queen from Northwest Georgia, talking to someone in the Border Patrol agency, you know, his forte, about what she knows about what's happening at the border versus what he knows. Many of the MS-13 gang members are being brought in the country as unaccompanied minors. They're very young. Um, they're, they're under 18, and then they're being, their numbers have doubled, maybe tripled in our country. What, what have you seen with that? Again, ma'am, thanks, thanks for the question. My personal experience in, in the two years I've been in the Tucson sector, I'm, I'm unaware of any significant amount of MS-13 gang members within the unaccompanied children population. Well, how are you able to know if they're gang members or not? Do you have an MS-13 gang database that you're able to search them up in there and, and somehow find out if they're gang members or not? So, ma'am, with, with our agents that have um, a significant amount of training and experience, there are things they look for. There are certainly, as you know, you've, you've probably seen photographs of MS-13 gang members with significant amount of tattoos. Sometimes it's, it's simply an admission of it. Sometimes it may be other, other things that trigger agents to start questioning. Right, but Chief Modlin, they may not have had all their uh, tattoos yet, being that they're young um, and under 18, uh, being 15 or 16-year-old. As a matter of fact, they are coming in the country at a much higher rate. I love how the guy mentions all the folks that work on the border and all of their experience in the field and what they know versus what she's heard on the internet, y'all. I can't quibble with the way the guy answered the question except to say, I'd have turned the tables. Ms. Green, where did you get that data? Where, what is your source? Moving on. This one's a bit of a head-scratcher. There was this European trip that some outgoing... <laughs> State representatives went on that was paid by taxpayer dollars. Nice little European trip. So Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones and Senate President Pro Tem John Kennedy want to investigate why it was taxpayers wound up paying for this nice European trip for their predecessors just a couple of months before they left office. After the election, knowing they were on the way out, lame duck as they were, and we, we, the people in the state of Georgia, pay for this. Republicans and Democrats are in agreement. This needs to be investigated. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How did this happen? It was just last Sunday that the AJC reported that then-Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan and Senate President Pro Tem Butch Miller took a 14-person delegation to Germany and England. I mean, are you drumming up business for the state? What are you doing? And you're leaving. Why are you going? Why, why didn't the, the next people in the... And maybe that's why this investigation is happening. I didn't get to go to Germany. I want an investigation. Now, we're not being told, by the way, how much state money was spent on this trip. The General Assembly has exempted itself from the Open Record Act that other government agencies and officials have to follow. Well, isn't that convenient? So, of this 14-person group, you had 
two state-funded security staffers, uh, other taxpayer-funded employees, and the outgoing Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan, who, by the way, has made no friends in the GOP because, you know, he's trying to trying to champion and trailblaze this never-Trumper trail, so it doesn't play so well within a lot of the GOP ranks, I guess, unless you're Brian Kemp. Again, also, the outgoing Senate President Pro Tem was on that trip as well. Now, according to a group, this is in the AJC, compiled by the then-Lieutenant Governor's Office and signed... The group met with government and business officials, toured company headquarters, studios, training schools, and other facilities, and attended receptions. But also, another person who was outgoing from their job on this trip, Andrew Allison, who was the head of the Senate press office. He left state government a little more than two months later for another job, too. Why is the state not getting reimbursed from these people who left office? I mean, look, I suppose it's conceivable. In fact, it's fairly likely that these outgoing officials were working in a state capacity and doing some good for the state, but it looks fishy and we, we need to see some tangible results. We need to see and know what these folks were doing in their lame duck status in their offices to be traveling abroad on taxpayer dime. And why after the election were their replacements not looped in on this trip themselves? It's just, it just looks bad. It's a bad look. Back to City Hall, there's a lot of head scratching about why the city has to give back $10 million to the federal government. The federal government having sent uh, some emergency assistance money to cities like Atlanta for dealing with rent relief. And the state even threw some money towards the city as well, to the point that Atlanta actually had so much money and so little time to use it that they ran out of time. And so the $10 million has to go back to the federal government. That has to be infuriating for anybody who applied for rent relief and could not get it. In fact, uh, the AJC reports, uh, according to one resident, Tanya Green, she said, I can't express just how much anguish this whole process has put me through. We really, really, really need you guys to figure out a way to keep this money but also get the right people in charge of this money so that we can have the opportunity to at least just be able to breathe again. Another resident, Dwan Robinson, says $10 million is a lot to give back in a majority black city where majority of black people are suffering and hurt. Together, we have to hold people accountable and not send that money back. Unfortunately, Dwan, it's use it or lose it, and when the time is up, the time is up, and you got to cough it back. The mayor has said that he's going to... Uh, reapply for some additional grant funding to help with rent assistance uh, in the near term. All right, last thing I want to touch on this segment, uh, well, twofold actually, Atlanta's push to get the 2024 Democratic National Convention is really stepping up, and we've got the State of the Union tonight. (sighs) Are you going to watch? I'm probably going to, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll read it. I like reading the transcript better because there's just so much pausing for the applausing and half the room standing up and the other half not. And I'll watch it if I see some kerfuffle on social media about some outburst, you know, like a Joe Wilson, you lie crap, or I don't know, maybe Marge or, or Lauren or both will uh, do something to make an ass of themselves. I don't know. I just, I'm so, to me, the State of the Union is just, it's lost its appeal uh, it's charm because of the hyper-partisanship. We just can't seem to agree on anything anymore. 
uh, 9-11 brought us together briefly and then divided us again because we were all sort of misled and that didn't help. Uh, the, the Chinese balloon thing was just, and I highly doubt <laughs> Joe Biden brings up the China balloon thing because there are those that think it's a bad look for him and yet the military let it happen a few times when Donald Trump was president and now Donald Trump is miffed that <laughs> miffed that he wasn't in the loop on that. Don't you think that Donald Trump was probably left out of the loop on a lot of important things because, well, my God, did you see the way he acted while he was president and beforehand and after the fact? Yeah, I'm sure he was left out of the loop on a lot of things. Or maybe, just maybe, after seeing all the Trump balloon babies, you remember the Trump baby balloons that were being flown at all the protests and around the world at various functions? Maybe he just says, I don't want to hear anything about another balloon ever again. End of story. Okay, Mr. President. Oops, I did it again. Britney Spears. No, me actually this time. Here I, I walked right into a Monday again and forgot it's Black History Month, Ron. You got to do on this day in Black History. So I promise you, I am going to do this next segment, okay? I am so sorry. Have I perhaps earned some grace because I've been advocating so hard for the residents of South DeKalb who are arguably not thrilled about this police training facility. Uh, have I earned some grace maybe because I'm thinking, what about the majority black areas of Atlanta that would like a stitch or an interstate capping project instead of Buckhead and Midtown? Have I earned some grace maybe, please? Anyway, <laughs> even if I haven't, we're going to do this next segment on this day in black history. I love doing this because I even sometimes find something and teach myself something at the same time. So learn with me next segment on this day in black history on the Ron Show. More Ron Show on America One Radio after this. Oh, hey, you're still here. Hey, that's cool. Thanks for sticking around. Not only am I host of the Ron Show, I'm also Ron Roberts, real estate agent slash realtor with EXP Realty. That's right. I help folks buy and sell residential real estate in and around Metro Atlanta. And we've been through a crazy couple of years, have we not? Between COVID, the post-COVID market, the craziness. You could throw an open house on a souped-up tool shed and you would have cars lined around the block to come in and see it and throw an offer well over asking price. Well, those days are no longer a part of us and interest rates are a little higher than they were before. But I must say, it's still a great time to either buy or sell or both real estate, residential real estate in Metro Atlanta. Why buy? I tell tenuous buyers all the time, if you are renting right now, you are paying someone else's retirement accounts your money, and it might as well go to you. The cost of housing in Atlanta is not going to get cheaper. The population is going to continue to grow well into the 2040s, with nearly a million and a half new residents expected to come here. So you better get a house sooner rather than later. And if you can afford to buy an investment property, now if you already own your home, why not buy one nearby you as well and create some additional income that could be your retirement savings and you get to choose one of your new neighbors. Now, if you're thinking about selling, but you're thinking, oh man, I really missed out on that huge market in the past summer or two. Okay, yeah, sure. But the values aren't dropping. So you still got plenty you've earned just by owning what you're in and need to sell soon. Got questions? Feel free to hit me up. 
843-283-0078 or email me ron at rononthereal.com. Georgia MLS 396-720. Website ronontheReal.com. That's me, Ron Roberts with EXP Realty.